it's time to venture into the Filmverse, a movie fan podcast where we delve into the never-ending recesses of cinema and report our findings. I'm Mitchell Chandler. And I'm Bryce Payne. And today on the seventh episode of Into the Filmverse, we will be discussing the horror-slash-musical The Rocky Horror Picture Show, the 2020 release of Synchronic, and various content we watch throughout the week. Be sure to join us on Letterboxd, the social network for film lovers. You can find Bryce Payne at... Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E Reviews. And me, Mitchell Chandler, at Mitch Reviews. And Mitch is spelled with Y, so that's M-Y-T-C-H. Before we dive into our weekly movie watches, we're going to go off the top with some recent movie news. So, uh, as it's a occurring theme on our show here, we're going to talk about some more Spider-Man 3 um, news here. I know last week <laughs> um, we had had the inkling that they, were, they had started filming um, on on uh, Spider-Man 3, but it actually has been confirmed, um, and that was after uh, uh, Tom Holland posted a picture of himself as uh, Nathan Drake uh, from Uncharted, because he said that one is wrapped, uh, just wrapped up filming, and he just went, basically from flew from one set to another and started filming Spider-Man 3. A little boy grew up. <laughs> he did grow up a little bit. I know I'm so excited. He looked... No longer baby face. He's no longer baby face. He has a little bit of more of a muscle defined to him, even more so in the than in the Spider past two Spider-Man movies we've seen. Um, so first, I want to see how you feel about um, the first look at Uncharted, and I'm, then I'm pretty I'm pretty thrilled about this actually. Me too. Uh, do you know who else was cast in this film? I guess uh, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, dude. Yeah. What a strange thing for a video game movie. <laughs> yeah, it get, is. Get two really high profile actors being in video game movies because those don't have the best track record. I'll be honest with you. That is well, yeah. Video games not having high track records is is one thing. Um, but I also, I'm not a huge fan of Mark Wahlberg, so... Well, it's just the, it's just the thought that, like, they went through the effort to get, like... Nice, high-profile actors. Yeah. Yeah. For I mean, you could say that... game. Who is the, wasn't, what was the lady's name that did Tomb Raider? Wasn't she a high-profile actor, too? Uh, I don't think she was high-profile. I think she was, like... God, I can't remember. I didn't really like that movie, so I don't really remember it. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. There was a, but anyways, but yeah, but the whole premise behind the thing is that the, uh, video game movies haven't been that great. Um, however... Starring Tom Holland and th- just the way the cinematic Antonio Banderas is gonna be in it too. Oh wow! Yeah, and just the cinematic nature of Uncharted, the the series itself. Um, it's very exciting to see this come to life, and especially with uh, somebody as talented as Tom Holland in there. Um, very so, but it's just good. it's nice to see that a movie is actually rapidly filming, and we're not hearing about delays. We're saying, oh, this is actually finished. It's actually getting done. It's still coming. And you're like, wow, actually good movie news. Do you remember last year when there was talks that this wasn't going to be happening because there's like, four directors kept jumping on and off? I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> now it's like, we're done. We're like, you're well, how done. good is it going to be, though? Like, the cast, good. But I'm a little worried about, like, the production the side of it. Like, the cast can be phenomenal, but it can still be a shit movie if the script isn't right or the production is yeah, not well. Yeah, I definitely agree. So Did you gonna- see... The Nathan Fillion, because Nathan Fillion's a big, been a big um, person. Yeah, he's for Uncharted. in this movie too, right? And did you, but did you see the little like five minute thing he put together for Uncharted like a while back or, on YouTube? If you if you guys get a chance to check that out, it's actually pretty, highly entertaining. It's just like a five minute clip of Nathan Fillion doing some like Uncharted footage that I think he just filmed with somebody for fun, um, and it's actually really really fun to watch. But it just kind of gives you a taste of what could be a um, this type of film. Um, but I got hopes. Yeah, me too. So I mean, so the the real the fun stories is that Spider Man Three has started filming officially. They and confirmed that, this through multiple things, right? including Tom Holland posting pictures of, him, of himself landing in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. did um uh, her name is skipping right now. Oh, uh, you mean the girl who plays MJ? Yeah, um, oh, Zendaya. Right. Zendaya, yeah. And uh, she's she posts pictures about herself landing in Atlanta. 
Tom Holland posted an Instagram story uh, yesterday, the 20... No, was it yesterday? I think it was the 26th. Yeah, one of the exact... So it was the 26th or the 25th. He posted an Instagram story which showed him getting an iPad out of a box and telling telling us that he has the script for Spider-Man 3 on it. And then he dropped the iPad yeah, in they, classic Tom Holland fashion. Exactly. Though he didn't leak anything this time. He didn't right. like, look, here's the title! <laughs> <laughs> they probably would have given him a fake title anyways, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's very fun to hear and... Uh, just, just good news as far as movie entertainment goes. Stuff goes. Stuff. Stuff's moving progress. Forward. Progress. Exactly. <laughs> That's the big thing. Um, and actually, more progress. More wonderful news as in, in the Marvel cinematic cinematic universe. Shang Chi, uh, Legend of the Ten Rings, I believe it's called. Uh, that wrapped filming as well. I didn't know that. So this is the first time I'm hearing about this. That's yeah. Cool. Just like just the other day, uh, they they announced that they wrapped filming, and then Simu Liu, Liu I believe his name is, uh, the Shang Chi himself. He, who also stars in Kim's Convenience, which you haven't seen, is a really you should because it's a really good show that's on TV right now. Um, I think it's on Netflix. So you can catch that. He's going to be the uh, main actor, Shang Chi, and uh, yeah, he just kind of came out and said this is going to be a great tenfold film for kind of what Black Panther did for the African American community, providing providing um, somebody that's not a straight white male actor as in in, in a role superhero role. Representation, like is representation is very important nowadays. Exactly, as it should be. Exactly. Single like white people in yeah, all me my too. movies. It just, it's just more. It just provides more interesting stories to tell. That you Dude, just the thing is, every single movie see. is like the same five white actors almost. It really is. Like, yeah. The more I've been watching okay. a lot of like um, best picture nominees and stuff, I'm like, there's a lot of the same actors in those movies, and it's kind of annoying. It's like, I love you, Leo, but can we have to see somebody else in there? Like, like, stop! Not every movie needs DiCaprio in it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or Timothy Chalamet. Although we'll get to that later. Speaking uh, of representation, um, Michael B. Jordan, uh, the Killmonger, Kill, he played Killmonger in uh, Black Panther. He also stars in the Creed uh, franchise. He wasn't he also uh, Johnny Storm. He was in Johnny Fan Storm. Fan Forstick. He was. <laughs> he he. The first time I saw him, he was a character in a movie called Chronicle. A superhero flick called Chronicle, which I enjoyed. I don't know why I keep thinking. I think it's because it's uh, Michael B. Jordan. I just always think the basketball guy. Yeah, me too, Every honestly. Every time, so you're like, Michael no, Jordan, Jordan to direct. And I was like, no, Michael basketball B. Jordan. Guy. <laughs> exactly. It's like, what a, what a weird movie news here, guys. It's going to be like Space Jam 3 or something. Like, no, I don't need that. <laughs> so he's being returned as, uh, he's returning as Creed in Creed 3. They officially announced that. But what's even more interesting is that he's going to direct the movie, Michael B. Jordan himself, and it's going to be his first directorial debut. So I've never seen Creed. I don't know if Rocky's, like, dead or anything, like Creed 2, if he dies. I don't know. I'll spoil that. I'm going to watch it later. Sure. No, but, I, I honestly don't remember. I've seen it, but I don't remember. But uh, I don't think so. Do you think Sylvester Stallone's going to have a problem with this? I assume not. I assume they're friends, you know, the work of the movies. But I'm like, Sylvester Stallone seems like a pretty controlling dude. And if he's going to be involved in Creed 3, and they're like... He's got to do what this guy says. He might get a little bit like, well, I've been doing this for like 50 years. What do you think you know? Well, I mean, that's a good question. I don't remember exactly what the story of, of Creed 2 was, so I can't really speak to that. I know I know Sylvester Stallone was a big part of the first Creed. I think he was sort of like a lesser character. If so not, maybe this time they'll probably phase him out and he'll stop. I think so, yeah. Maybe a cameo. But I, like I said, I'm we one of those see people the, that's like, if it's a spinoff series, I don't need to see the main cast. I want it to be his own thing. Well, it was more of like he was, he uh, Stallone was the mentor. Of yeah, the, yeah, but still. The I first just, one. Second one, I think it was a, sort of the same thing. I can't remember exactly what happened in the second one. But the third one, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and well, see. Well, it's, it's, like it's like in the Harry Potter series with the Fantastic Beast. If all of a sudden a bunch of characters from like Harry Potter start making appearances, right. I'm not going to be as invested. It's like Dumbledore, I can believe. I'm okay with that. Nagini, I was like, really? Oh, wait, she's not a snake the whole time. That's <laughs> like that seems like a little bit of a like 
oh, look what we could do. Like, right. You know, I don't, like, you know, I think it'd be cool to see, like, t- Young Tom Riddle, stuff like that. But it's just, if it's a spinoff, I want it to be its own thing. I want the characters to be their own thing. I don't want them to live in the legacy and the shadow of what uh, some of ex- Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I guess, well, that's the thing. Creed is after after the yeah, but, Rocky movies. But he's still involved in it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I get it, but I want it to I want it to evolve into its own. Like, its own thing. Yeah, well, I don't really think it has. You have to see the first. Have you seen the first Rocky? I haven't seen. Or sorry, the first Creed, I mean? anything in that series. That's why I was like, I don't okay. know. I'm yeah, just I mean, saying you should, my... I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely standalone in, in its own regard. It's, it's not really um, I'm kind of waiting, waiting to watch, to watch Rocky until we get to it in our Best Picture watch. Okay. That makes sense. That's going to be coming in like a year and a half, but I'm <laughs> wow. pretty procrastinating. I'm like, I don't really want to watch it because one best picture, and I don't want to already have seen it when we finally get to it. That's fair. Um, so, but but I but how do you feel about that being his first directorial debut? We'll have to see how it goes because sometimes the actors can't make the jump really well. Yeah, I guess it's really, I guess this is probably the best film for him to cut his teeth on. I mean, it's going to be one of those films that's that's really low budget, um, and he can kind of be a little more creative on his side, and it's something he's been invested in for years, so he already knows. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in the. I mean, he's involved in production, so it's not like he doesn't know right. what he's doing, but it's like acting and directing are two different things. They are, exactly. I mean, maybe he's been doing a lot more behind the scenes that we haven't seen, so I guess it's just a matter of seeing. I, I say, go ahead, do it, and hopefully it turns out great. Uh, so, Speaking of representation, though. Again, yeah. We we have a lot of that to, this time. We, uh, Oscar Isaac has been cast as Moon Knight in the Disney Plus show titled Moon Knight. Moon Knight. <laughs> yes, exactly. How do you... Um, Feel about that? I know you, I, you know about this character I, okay. a little more than I do, so a, a little bit, not not much. Uh, Moon Knight, I mean, is one of the is is the title I'm most excited for being announced in Disney Plus and all that. Other than Blade, but that's a movie, not a show. Sure, but I like I like the idea of Oscar Isaac. I know this is his apparently third time being in a Marvel production. Did not know that. I only knew of one other time, so it's kind of cool to know that today. I was surprised that he was. I didn't realize he was Apocalypse. I didn't know that. He doesn't look like Apocalypse, but he was. And I mean, that, that's a little. I don't want to say worrisome, but it's like. Okay, he's had a fifty-fifty on Mar- on like Marvel properties, right? And well, one of them he wasn't really involved in. I so don't blame I don't it? blame him for Apocalypse. And then the other one was he was Spider Man twenty ninety nine in yeah, and that's thing. like you know the cameo if that yeah you know? it didn't really count. But um, but yeah, it, I mean he did he did okay as Apocalypse. It wasn't his fault. It was bad. It was the script. My <laughs> my thing is, can you get a, is it a good actor? Yes, and then is it's it, a great actor, and right. hopefully we'll get to see him do actual acting this time instead of being like. Ray, what are you doing? <laughs> right. They're coming after us, Ray. What do you mean, Ray? <laughs> get on the Falcon, Ray. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, you got you to see him actually act and become like a character of his own. And then it's also being directed by an Egyptian director whose name is skipping me right now. It is like Muhammad da- Dubai? Dobli? Dubli? Something like that. Really interesting, yeah. I mean, so I he's just a new time director. That's interesting. Um... But yeah, I just really super excited about Oscar. I did, I did like Muhammad him. Muhammad Diab. Muhammad Diab. Okay, cool. Um, I, I do like him in the Star Wars franchise, and it'll be cool to see him outside of that and do something. Yeah, I'm playing Moon Knight. I'm like, let's go, man. Moon powers. Let's do this. <laughs> let's do this. Exactly. <laughs> um, and speaking of video games, as we talked about Uncharted earlier and not having great adaptations, uh, Netflix has partnered with Ubisoft, the creator of Assassin's Creed, to create a. New TV show just for Netflix. Um, I don't know if you could hear my side. I, I, like I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> Bryce, um, I mean, are you a fan of the Assassin's Creed franchise? And I played them all the way up to Syndicate, and then it kind of like got not into my kind of ball game. Okay, but I, I was like, I was there, man. I was like, every single entry is like, I gotta play it. I gotta play it, and then it just got like not as important, not as important, not as important. 
now they're doing crossovers with like uh, Watch Dogs and all that. And I'm like, I don't really need that. Are they really? Yeah, there's a there's a character that showed up in Watch Dogs two that was in Assassin's Creed. I think it was like uh, Origins or something like that. It was like one of the targets. Okay, so, like they've officially crossed over. They they're in the same universe, all that. And I'm like, I get it. Assassin's Creed's like the one game series you have that constantly makes money. And you know, this TV show could be good. It could. It's a TV show. It's a little different than a movie. You have right. more development. You know, you're not trying to rush things like they did in the movie. Right. Which, you know, a little bit of a controversial thought. I liked the movie. I thought it was. I thought it was bad. Don't get me wrong. I didn't. It wasn't like masterpiece. But <laughs> I noticed things in it that made me like it more. Like uh, characters in the movie were like related to assassins. Like they played in the game. That was what like that. 2017 so, that came out. 2016. 2016. That was Michael Fassbender. Was the yeah. Hey, I love Michael guy. Fassbender. So yeah, he's was, a great, yeah, great actor. I guy. see. I did not see <laughs> Assassin's Creed. I haven't been a huge fan of Assassin's Creed. I've played a few of the games um, here and there. But I've never, I haven't played, like played it through and through, so I'm not a huge fan of it. I do like the like the mythos and the lore behind it. Oh, dude, I was obsessed with this game. I saw this. I saw this article where it was like it's being turned into a TV show, and I was like, it could be like The Witcher, where it's that's successful. Right. Exactly. That's my. That's but my. But it could thought. be like the movie, where it's not, not successful. <laughs> well, that, that's my. That's my thought behind this. Is like a. You move it from being a movie where it's just like you have this big story you have, you're trying to cram into you it two like hours. An hour and a half, two hours. To put all the lore in this film. Right. And the movie is also canon in the video games. So right. shit that happens in the movie affected things in the video games. Did it really? Yeah, it's stupid. Like, wow. It's like, alright, whatever. See, like, and that's one of the things I think about a TV show is you have a longer runtime, so you have you have more more like 10, 12 hours to create a, a weave a story together. Plus, it's, if they fall, well, I mean, you look at The Witcher, who ha- was also a book series, but, but also was um, a video game, too, and you, it follows that kind of uh i wouldn't say formula but it just follows that style that feel of where they can ad- ad- adapt it and it make it more fleshed out than maybe just trying to force it into a two-hour window and i think it can turn out good so i'm definitely have my interest peaked for it oh um i don't know about you though as, What's that? as of october 27th so today <laughs> it was announced that universal pictures had won the distribution rights for the upcoming assassin's creed film sequel well, the director wanted to explore the Cold War in the 1960s. Is basically like another movie is going to be in production too. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, Assassin's With, Creed uh, is definitely one of those franchises that you want to figure out because it's it's very it's very marketable. Um, I just can't believe I looked up because I was trying to see if the film was going to the TV show and it was like, yeah, they won the rights today. Sequel is going to be in development with Michael Fassbender returning. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm, oh, it's not even like a reboot. It's just Michael Fassbender. That's interesting. Because I know the first one didn't do that great. No, I it's just a, wanted to know if it connected to the show, you know? like right. see if it, it was like, sequel. I'm like, oh, oh okay. Right. More right. movie news. We didn't plan on that. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I guess it'll be interesting to see how all these turn out. I probably would look looking forward more to the Netflix version just because... Oh, me too. It's more of... The first one I, I didn't even see and I don't plan to see, really, so... You don't need to. It's not that great. Right, that's my thing. It's like, I liked it because I saw the connections to other characters from the games. Like, uh, characters right. would be like... Their last name would be the same as the character from the game. You're like, oh, they're, they're descendants, shit like that. Right. And, like, other than that, it was... Eh. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, with uh, the most recent movie news dissected and spun into dutiful discussion, let's move on to our weekly movie watches. Um, Bryce, I'm going to have you go first and talk about one of the films you watched this week. Um, so, if you want to start off the top here. I watched a movie that you also watched. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast. I think we mentioned it. I think we it. mentioned it, right, but I didn't talk about it. Uh, I watched Enola Holmes, finally. That Netflix original movie with uh, Sherlock Holmes' sister as the lead. How did you uh, feel about it? Perhaps with the movie was pretty good. Then it just was like sidelined to a whole different plot, different movie. It's like they lost the track. They're like, 
We're going to go in the one this direction? Never mind, we're going to go Bang. this way. Yeah, and that's really my main di- divergence of the movie, is speaking of divergence in, in a movie. Um, I just, I really enjoyed it in the first half, and then all of a sudden, they... <laughs> All of a sudden, they just kind of like switched up what it, what it was about. It yeah, it from, was just random. It, was it just, turned into a really. It turned from a really good mystery that I was hooked on, and into a quest to save a guy or save or save a damsel in distress, basically. And here, here's my issue with the guy. Now that we brought the guy, the guy is a cheap version of Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> and that's all I can think about. Was like, you guys gonna get Timothy Chalamet for this? Like, come on, it's like his. It's like his. It's like his. Like. That, yeah, he, he, this is what he's known for is these period pieces now. Where exactly. the fuck is he? Where the fuck is he? <laughs> and like, that's all I could think about through the entire film. It got so distracting because the guy would be acting. I'd be like, You're like, this just feels like a role for like, Timothy Chalamet. He could have been Timothy Chalamet. It would have been great. Which yeah, I, and I still think even with even with that actor, I still don't like the way the way it no, turned. No, plot, plot, plot doesn't work. Right, exactly. <laughs> but I'm sure it would have made it somewhat more watchable. Now, if Henry Cavill could get a spinoff movie. Oh as Sherlock God. Holmes. Yeah, Henry Cavill as Fuck Sherlock Holmes. Fucking Nola Holmes. Give me yeah. more of him. <laughs> yeah, I... Henry Cavill, Sherlock Holmes. That would be just brilliant. I, I think... Honestly, you, even if they did a Nola Holmes and Sherlock, because I really love their chemistry yeah, like, together. Yeah, it kind of it hinted like that, but I don't want... I feel like they'd still be focusing on Nola, and I was like, I don't really like her. <laughs> yeah, that's her. I wasn't a huge fan of her, and not... It's just, it just She just seemed kind of... I know, I know that she's played by an actress Aloof. a lot of people like, you know, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. She's cool. I've never seen Stranger Things. I had no attachment to that. You've never seen Stranger Things? I have not. Wow. But I've, uh, I have no attachment to the actress. I was like, this is my first time ever seeing anything. I was like, I would rather see Henry Cavill do something or her, like her hunt down her mom for the full, like, hour and a half. Yeah, me too. But, like, um, be a detective, outsmart Sherlock Holmes, give me more Henry Cavill. That's all I wanted, and I didn't get that. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't want to see another Enola Holmes movie unless it was like focusing on Enola Holmes and Sherlock, and I mean, and you know. Yeah, give me this, give me that relationship. So show him teaching her or something. Right. Yeah. It, it seemed like if she took him, he took her under as like a protege. That would be so much more interesting to me than what kind of happened in this film. It just yeah, kind of like, felt like. Yeah, at the end, she's like, "Ha ha!" And I was, like, "The fuck kind of ending is that?" Right. Exactly. It was. So, it didn't even feel like it resolved much for me. Yeah, I just felt kind of, I was just like, all right, we're ending. Yeah, I was like, all right, fair enough. This just feels like a cash grab, even though it's Netflix, so it's really not a cash grab. But it kind of feels like they're just going out the star power, and that's all that they had. So on the topic of newer movies, um, I recently watched, or the Borat 2 came out this weekend, or, or past weekend, um, and I watched the first Borat and then followed it up with the second one. And I'm, I'm kind of mad that these are trending on Letterboxd because I've never seen either of them. I have no inclination well, to watch either of them. So I was, <laughs> I these weren't even on my radar like at all. Like I have, think I've heard it in passing like once or twice, but I never really like never like actually co- grasped the concept of it or even understand what it was about or anything until this trial of Chicago Seven because the guy that plays Abby, yeah, Abby in that film plays Borat. I was just like, I was and, trying to watch everything trending on Letterboxd. And right. both these movies are at the top now. He's and I'm out like, I don't want to watch those. Like, I have no inclination to watch. I don't. I have better things to do for three hours of my life. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so I I saw that he was in this film. That this was his film, and that's what everybody kept bringing up after this the trial of Chicago Seven as a guy that played Borat. Then I had one of my friends bring up Borat, just that they've seen it before, and so I was just like, huh, interesting. So and then they said this, the second one's coming out, and I was like, all right, I might as well check it out. It's only it's just they're short films and it's comedy, so it can't be that bad. And honestly, they're pretty, like, really funny. I mean, they're not, like, like 
over the top hilarious, but it's just like, and sometimes they're a little cringy and like almost like they shouldn't be on TV. It shouldn't be a movie, but just the whole concept of it. It's like they do. Uh, I don't know if any of you have ever seen *Practical Jokers*, but it's basically like they do live. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say yeah, pranks almost on these unsuspecting people, but it's under the guise of certain things. So they they expect the Borat, which is Sasha Baron Cohen, to be a certain way, and then he just does does things out like that would that would be like more foreign like. And it just it makes you see so you're actually watching real people's reactions to his him doing these things. I don't like that. That's not but, my type of thing. Okay, but the thing is, is like you wouldn't know that. Like unless unless someone told you that, you wouldn't know. Like it's not that it's it's one of those films. Is like you don't know. Like I, I honestly, I, I I had to look it up twice because like this doesn't make sense. It's like is this all of this real? Because it just it really just seems scripted and like it's so like. And the more you look into it and actually see that it's like, like it doesn't seem like a prank show if that makes sense. It doesn't seem like behind the footage type stuff. It seems like actually like it's a movie someone put together. And that's why I think it's it's just so different from anything I've seen on tele, like on as movie wise that I think it's. It's a really cool film to watch, even if you don't find it that funny. I would I'm say I'm not gonna find it funny. I'm not a comedy person. I just don't want to watch it. Like that's really all it is. I'm just like I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I guess if you don't want to watch, it, you don't want to watch it. But I, I would say if if you're out there, I would definitely recommend at least trying the first one out. You don't have to, if if you don't like the first one, you're definitely not gonna like the second one. But it's it's um a good way to get some authentic laughs. My thing. <laughs> um, and so you, so then you uh, also watched uh, another Timothy Chalamet movie called The King. No, I watched The King because Timothy Chalamet was not in Enola Holmes, and I was mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What a waste!" So I watched The King on Netflix that came out last year. And you know, part of my thing was I, I get Enola Holmes. They cut the boy's hair, and I was like, oh, "Timothy Chalamet would not let them do that." <laughs> and literally, like forty-five minutes into the, the King, they cut his hair into like a bowl cut, and I was like, "Oh, so you fucking let them do that?" But they won't. You won't be in Enola Holmes. All right, cool. Um, the King was a slower film. It is a chronicle of William Shakespeare's Henry V. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off with the Henry V being this like renegade youth trying to be like a charming ladies man. I, I say charming. He really wasn't that char- charming. He was just like, you know, somehow got all the women. But uh, his father, Henry IV, basically mm-hmm. is like, yeah, you're not going to be king, dude. I'm going uh, to make your brother king, you know, Timothy over here. And he's like, oh. Alright, cool, I didn't want the camp crown anyway. Fuck you, Dad. <laughs> Leaves. They are going to this battle, and this is what this is what I'm just gonna go through some of my favorite parts of the film. Not gonna go through the whole film. But basically, they go to this battle, and uh he goes up, he's like, Hey, let me go fight the guy that we're trying to fight. You know, I, I will go and that way you don't have to get your hands dirty, brother, and you know, that way I can I, we can like, you know avoid a whole war. We don't have to have a battle, no one has to die. And his brother's like, Fuck you, man, this is my moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight him. I'm going to be victorious. I'm going to prove that I can be king. Well, then the prince that he challenged across like the whole field comes riding over and is like, I accept your challenge. And he's like, no, you declined. We're not doing it. And then he's like, I'm not talking to you, little dog. Where's the big dog? Where is he? And Timothy Chalamet comes out between these two big ass men. He's, a, he's not a big dude. Timothy Chalamet is not a big dude. Right. So he comes crawling out here. He's like, all right, and I was like, "Oh, you gotta be kidding me, man!" Like, he looks so pathetic coming out from between these two giant soldiers. <laughs> but he fights, kills the dude, and his brother's like, "You took my moment, fuck you!" Oh my god! And then his brother goes on the campaign and gets killed. So Henry V gets knighted, or not knighted, a crown after his father dies. Henry V, you know. And then uh, France basically insults him, so he goes to France to fight the war, and Robert Patterson makes an appearance. <laughs> oh wow! And 
He has the worst French accent I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, you showed so me. Bad. You showed me a clip of it, and it was it was really bad. Like I mean, I mean it was. Uh, it, yeah, it was bad. I'll <laughs> it was, say that. It was so bad. It was like I, I saw this review on Letterboxd. It was like Robert Patterson, the director. He's like, "Hey, I can do a French accent." He's there. He's like, "Can you?" Yes. <laughs> Dude, it's so bad. We. Oui. <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting there. Yes, he's like, again. Talking to Timothy Chalamet. He's like. You must have big balls and a tiny cock. And I was like, fuck, dude, this is horrible. You must have big balls and tiny cock. It's so bad. And all I can think about it, I was like, this is going to be our Batman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like those are just like, okay, maybe this guy shouldn't be Batman. But then you go see things like, um, I can't think, like Good Time or also... Uh, High Life? Is that one that people like? Oh, yeah, and then I'm also starting to think of the one where you... Fucking Mermaid, yeah. The Lighthouse, the Lighthouse. That, yeah, that one. That one he's really good in, and you, you see these other films that he's actually really. You're like, really wow, good. he could be a good actor, but then he's like, in a tiny cook. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a, it's pretty good. It's like a, it's a, it's a good medieval movie. It's if you're into like medieval stuff, and you know, I want to say Game of Thrones. It's definitely not Game of Thrones level, but if you're into like knights and medieval warfare, it's a good watch. It wasn't a bad way to spend two hours. Timothy Chalamet is obviously the best part of the whole movie. I mean, it's, I, I. I love him. He's a great actor. He's really proven himself from the last movies I've seen with him. Like Little Women. Uh, Call Me By Your Name, even though I don't really like that movie. Controversy there, but I have reasons. Uh, and then uh, he made it, he was in Lady Bird, which... Uh, speaking of Lady Bird... Speaking of! <laughs> uh, yeah, I also I watched that. It's a 2017 Best Picture nominee, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and speak, Timothy Chalamet is in that. He's a sort of like a side-ish character. I didn't know he was going to be in it, so when I saw him, I was like, my boy! And then his character was like a jackass. I was so like, before oh. I go into that, I would say, well, Timothy Chalamet for me, I mean, he just, I mean, he hasn't left off left off any screen for me yet. Anything he's been in, at least I've seen. Um, I know he was supposed to be Spider-Man at some point. Like, he was in the, it was him, Asa Butterfield, and Tom Holland that were all the last three for top previews to I be. I can't uh, picture him as Spider-Man, dude. I can sort of see he's it. Not, I mean, he has the same. He's much of like a pretty boy face to be Spider-Man. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so. But anyways, but but so, but I saw him in this film and he was okay. Um, it just so I saw uh, anyways, Lady Bird. It was an okay movie. Um, I know you really enjoyed it. I just had found it kind of bland. But this, also, this podcast is just full of controversy today. It is. <laughs> uh, but I I think really my whole thing that kind of pinned me from not liking it was the or not liking it as much as maybe you did because I th- I know you gave it like four out of five stars. I did. Yeah, I really um, liked it. <laughs> I think it was, like, the relationship between the main character and her mom. That's the point. No, I know, but I, I know, I know, but I'm saying, like, that didn't work for me. I didn't really, because to me, I mean, I know people have those relationships, in it, but I, I just don't, and so it's, for me, that just felt kind of flat. Dude, Jada, like, it's her, that's why she loved it so much. She gave it four and a half out of five, it's because she, like, that's the way her mom Yes, yeah. no, I, I definitely, <laughs> I get it, and I get why people will give it higher, but I just did, didn't connect on that level with with that. It just pissed me so off, you, honestly. It was just like a teenage romance coming to age. You Pretty get much. The deeper shit. You're just like, all right. Yeah, it just kind of felt like I. there's nothing new there that we hadn't seen before. And that was kind of what that threw sense. me off on it. Because um, I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't go in expecting very much other than people said it was really good. So we were watching it. I was like, fuck, I really like this. And like, I think Jada, went, Jada cried like three times. Oh, wow. Yeah, like she got, she got really invested in this shit. Yeah, I mean, I, I can definitely see why people would be connected to it. It just didn't hit that note for me that I'm sure it hit for other people. Um, and then, I guess the last movie I'll just touch on briefly here. It's called Yes, God, Yes. Um, it's also another coming-of-age teen movie that, honestly, 
is kind of passing by, but it's also sort of good. Um, it's I think her name is Natalie Dyer. It was she's also in Stranger Things. Um, she's one of the characters there, and so that's kind of why I watched this is just because it was new and because I she, didn't know it was new. I thought I was like, why are you watching this? this yeah, show? no, it just it uh, it well it debuted in 2019 at a film festival, but but 2020 oh, was, this was the first time. It we'll released. get into that later too. <laughs> right, exactly. Film festivals. Um, so yeah, I mean, yes. So I mean, it, it was pretty good. It was basically just this coming of age teen movie. By this girl that um, goes to a Catholic school and just dealing with her friends and and sex and you know all that stuff. There's a lot so, of Catholic schools movies we've seen this year. Yeah, there has been exactly. <laughs> but uh, I would recommend seeing it if you just kind of wants to kill some time. It's not too long to to it's it's a, it's a fun like a cute old movie. Well, um, after pressing pause on the small screen and falling back into a leather recliner with a bubbling cherry coke, ready to experience cinema as it is meant to be presented, Bryce and I watched. Anthony Mackie's new film, Synchronic. Quote, unquote, new yeah, film. New. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Synchronic follows two New Orleans paramedics and longtime best friends, Steve and Dennis, who are called to a series of bizarre and gruesome accidents. They chalk it up to a mysterious new drug found at the scene, but after Dennis's oldest daughter disappears, Steve stumbles upon a terrifying truth about the supposed psychedelic that will change everything he knows about reality and the flow of time itself. And Anthony Dennis, Mackie... Dennis never actually found anything about the drug. Yeah, Dennis didn't really find like, anything about the drug. I mean, he did, like, he did at, I mean, towards the end. But like, but he didn't do anything. Yeah, he didn't. Fucking, he wasn't helping with the discovery of the drug. No. He was just like there. And then like yeah. the, the, the premise makes it seem like he was like involved in yeah, like, helping. <laughs> but so, so Steve uh, just or Steve is Anthony Mackie's character. And Anthony Mackie, for whoever doesn't recognize that name, is the guy that plays Falcon in the MCU. Which is one of the reasons we really wanted to see it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Um, and, you know, it, overall, it's a decent film, um, at least from my perspective. It was a decent film, but also just kind of fell flat on the plot-wise, and that's kind of, I think, why it rated a little bit lower. See, it's so funny, because, like, we wrote basically the same review, but I gave it a three yeah. and a half stars out of five, and you gave it, like, a two, two and, and a half. half. Yeah, I did. And, like, I don't know, man, I just, the, the, the settings and, like, let's face it, the best part of the movie was Anthony Mackie going through time. Yeah, I mean there were and see, but that's I think that's my problem is going through time. The whole the whole mechanic and and devices and plot devices of it just really didn't work for me, and I think that's no, why that, I gave it so low. See, I, I I get that, and I acknowledge that. Right. I, like I I acknowledge the faults with the movie. I'm there. I get it. But for some reason, I just really fucking liked it. I don't I don't have any good defense for why I liked it. Anthony Mackie carried the movie, obviously, because he was the only fucking one that actually like did shit. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Dennis's daughter, the guy who plays her, discount Billie Eilish. Discount, um, yeah, I mean, pretty much <laughs> discount Billie Eilish, uh, or Billie Eilish fangirl that doesn't really know. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the whole it's weird because like Anthony Mackie has such a um investment in this girl that it just seems like he shouldn't weird. have. Yeah, it's, it's, little, like, yeah. it's like I, but I also look at it like you know he's probably known her since she was born. Yeah, so like surrogate, not surrogate daughter, but it's more like a, more like his uh, niece kind of thing. Like, yeah, this, exactly. This is his family. He doesn't have any family. They say that during the movie. Spoilers, sorry. It's really hard to talk about a movie and not get spoilers. No, no it's, I mean, <laughs> that's fine. I mean, we as long as we don't give too much away. I mean, the, really, because, the, but... Uh, no, it's a... It's a I, I thought it was a good, like, I want to call it sci-fi. Dude, this movie could not figure out its genre. Yeah, it was it, it had wasn't a horror... It throwaway comedy. It had horror aspects, not really horror right. theme. And it had, like, sci-fi, psychedelic shit in it, like... I don't know, it's just, it was, it like, it tried really hard to find where it wanted to be its home, and it never quite got there. Exactly, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, I would have liked a horror movie, personally, like an actual like time travel horror movie. That should have been fucking dope. Yeah, I just and I'm trying or to think more if I would recommend in time. I guess would you in time? Would you recommend seeing uh, this movie to anybody? I'd recommend it to people I think would like it. I don't. That's it's, but it's like, a, okay, I, so let's just I, say. I wouldn't let's recommend just say it to like somebody, like an average person, I guess. Like, if it was just somebody walking down the street and they're like, hey, what movie should I watch? I would be like, yeah, Synchronic. If it was like, like. If you're on Netflix, let's just say if you're on Netflix, it was on Netflix, you just, you could just pop it on. You know, you have nothing. Yeah, I'd probably would recommend you? it. I, I mean, it's not a bad way to spend like two hours. Yeah, so that's my thing. Is I wouldn't go out of my way to recommend it, but it's not a bad way yeah, to spend not, your time. It's not, it's not, I wouldn't call it a waste of time, but right. it's definitely like something that, like, if you're into like comedies or dramas or something like simple stuff, like, the only I reason, watch it. Like, yeah, I mean, the only reason to watch this honestly is Anthony Mackie to see what he can do because he's a really good actor in this movie. hundred percent, man. He like, I made I made a thing in my letterbox review where I was like, his character's taking pills throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, he's taking pills because he's having to deal with the immense weight of carrying this movie. Movie, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It is. It is a lot that he carries on that film because without him, this movie would not no, have so worked. No, it's so bland for every scene. He's not in. Right. Exactly. You're like, fuck, man, get back to him. Like, I don't care about this. <laughs> exactly. Like it was like there's like this weird stuff going on with like Dennis, but it was just like every single time he got on screen, I was like, I just want to see Anthony Mackie. I don't care about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. But no, I'd, I'd, I'd say if it was on Netflix or like something where you can watch it for free with a subscription. Right. I, I wouldn't I would say go out and spend like $30 on this movie because it's really not worth that. No, not at all. But like if you can see it on Netflix or Hulu or something. But yeah. that brings me to my thing though. So we thought this was a, a new 2020 movie, but in fact it's not. It was because it hasn't been released in theaters yet. However, in 2019 it was released at, at a film festival. So technically it's a 2019 movie. I don't like that because like, I feel like it shouldn't count as a release, quote unquote, if it doesn't, like, if it is in theaters. Right, and that's... Like, I get it if it's, like, 1917. Right. It was in theaters in December for a limited time. Like, that's still a theatrical run. Right, Netflix no, it, does that it, all exactly. the time. But it's, like, it came out in 2019. Like, it didn't come out to the general public. It came out right. in a film festival. That shouldn't count. Exactly. And that's one of the things is... Well, I guess... Yeah, and a lot of these other movies, like Yes, God, Yes, that just debuted to the American public on Netflix, like, this year, a few weeks ago, like a week or two ago... But it's a 2019 film because it released at a film festival, and that's why it's just kind of like weird to me. Is like because like nobody has seen it hardly besides like the, probably a thousand people that were at that film festival. Yet it's a. Do 2019 you think movie. they're just dropping these movies because there's no new movies coming out? Um, I would say yes, but also it's a matter. They probably would have been here anyways because it's like you know where else were they, they weren't going to put those in. A, I don't. I, I couldn't see them putting Yes God Yes or Synchronic. Well, I guess Synchronic was in a theater, but honestly, I think maybe. Synchronic went in the theater because of the, the lack, of lack of movies. I don't think they would have put this in a theater if... if like, uh, like, like, like what, what, it's October, right? Yeah. The Batman was supposed to be out. Was it really? It's supposed to come out, yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. So, like, if, if COVID had a hit, the Batman would be right now. There's no way they'd release Synchronic. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> it's, these, it's one of these films that's like, you wouldn't put it in theaters next to all these other tentpole films. That I mean, there's I mean, I, honestly, so much have, yeah, has been pushed gonna, at this point that I couldn't even tell you what was yeah, supposed to come out. You got to think but. about that because like the Batman's supposed to come out this month, um, the Eternal's supposed to come out next month. Yeah, it's one of those things. Is like you, you you're you're not just going to drop this type of film and you're you're going to release this straight to streaming in a normal normal industry. Yeah, because you'll be able to get more. But views actually, it might have worked in their favor in the fact that they probably made more money than they would have going straight to streaming. Yeah, but I don't know. It just feels cheap. Like it. it, it it really upsets me now. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, what? I could be watching the Batman right now. Fuck. <laughs> like, 
Well, yeah, I mean, we don't want to think. We don't want to think too much of that. And now we got two years. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, okay, sweet. So with uh, with our thoughts on the various content we watched throughout the week, spiraling into the filmverse, let's move on to our filmverse feature. Each week before our podcast, we watch a, mo- a film that the other person wants to share. Last week, Bryce chose the 1970 musical slash horror film Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, in this cult classic, sweethearts Brad and Janet, stuck with a flat tire during a storm, discover the eerie mantra of Frank Frankenfurter, a transvestite scientist, which or a trans a trans scientist. Um, a as their innocence is lost, Brad and Janet meet a house full of wild characters, including a rocking biker, a creepy butler. Uh, the, the elaborate dances and rock songs are through. Sorry, uh, Frank Inferter unveils his latest creation, a muscular man named Rocky. Mitchell, what do you think about this film? Wow. Okay. <laughs> I both loved it and also was kind of like, I don't like this. I don't. It's one of those films. Was like, I loved every moment that it was explosive and um, Tim Curry or Doctor Frank Inferter was kind of like you know doing his thing. Otherwise, it kind of felt flat for me. Kind of feels like Tim Curry didn't get a script. There's like. It'll be weird. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, it just kind of it just kind of spoke to me on a personal level of just like that um, flavorfulness that you would get from just being who you are. And he just didn't really care. He wasn't. He didn't really care who other people thought of him. Um, and he kind of just did his own thing, which I really enjoyed. Um, otherwise, half the time I wasn't really sure what I was watching because I couldn't really hear the songs. It it's just not even like that. There's too many songs. I, I don't mind musicals. Don't yeah. Get me wrong. But it's like, you look at things like, uh, you brought up La La Land earlier, so I'm bringing that up. I did, yeah. Uh, you look at La La Land, and there's, they're singing, but it doesn't dominate the film. There's still, they're still, like, talking. There's still a plot. It's not just, like, three seconds of, like, hey, man, my name's, uh, my name's Rocky. What's going on? And then, da-da, like, singing. Like, like, there's some plot. There's some plot, like, development. It's not just, like, going from one song to the next and somehow changing locations. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my thing of musicals. Is even even in La La Land, and the same thing with this one. I'll be honest with you, I don't even know what the plot of La La Land was. I don't even know what the plot of this movie was either, besides them showing up and leaving. <laughs> I mean, I, I, the whole thing that they found out they were aliens at the end, I felt that was kind of awkward in the sense of just that I didn't really get to see that coming, I guess. And also, it was just like, it just felt random, I guess, more than... Yeah, it's a... I mean, they brought it up earlier and like, yeah, the but second I just saw. I, but it's one of those things, like, you don't really realize it until the end, but it's just like. I will, I will say I laughed a lot during this film. I, I, Me too. for people Me that too. don't know, I haven't seen this since I was a kid. And, you know, as you're a kid, you don't really watch movies. But, like, my, my older sister was, like, obsessed with this movie when I was a kid. So we, like, I, I remember hearing the time warp a lot. I remember Meatloaf, like, riding his motorcycle through, like, the lab. I remember, like, him doing fellatio on Brad. Um, <laughs> <Wish you. laughs> but, you know, I remember all that, but like I don't really remember the, the biggest movie. thing. And then so when we were watching the movie, I was like, "Fuck, I should not have been watching this at five <laughs> years old." Like, no fucking way. <laughs> the biggest thing uh, for me was it, that kind of blew my mind. With this came out in 1975, and there was so much except there was just so much, um, I guess, uh, LGBT culture culture ingrained into this, and just sort of like you're like in 1975, <laughs> right? It just it just felt so it, like. Like just so advanced, farther than its time, that I just like it blows my mind that this is just like this came out back then. That somebody had the the knowledge and and, and money to put this together and put it into other people's. And they got hands Tim Curry to eyes. be like walk around in laundry for an hour and a half. Tim Curry was like, "Hell yeah, right. exactly." <laughs> That's why I just love it. It just seems to me like it just it embraces that side of it. Um, and then we were we were talking about the uh, 
uh, not Rocky, um, Franken Furter's intro scene about how, like, we were watching it, he was like, how, how much, how many people do you think he's done this to? Right, he, he comes down the elevator, he just bursts in, he's like, hey, and then just like, what's up, welcome to my crib, and then just kind of like, alright, I'm about to bounce, come upstairs if you want, and then he just kind of like, and then he like goes back up to the elevator, and the guy's like, I just wanted to use your phone! <laughs> what do you think of my newest creation? I just wanted to make a phone call, man, like, you, you just, you, you denied it, I don't know why! I mean, honestly, like, the, 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 my favorite part is that he ended up, I mean, I'm, I'm going to spoil this part of it because... If you haven't seen it, it's from 1975. You have real no excuse. Plus, not even that, but it's also like... It's not a huge spoiler. It's because nothing in this film really is a huge spoiler. I don't think. Um, it's it's nothing... There's nothing in this film that if I if I said it, it would ruin the impact of the film. Is what I'm saying. So, but he, he was able to seduce both the wife <laughs> and him and the husband. And that, to in me, it was just like... In the same way. <laughs> and I just... In the same way, exactly. And it was 1975. Like, I just... Like, it blows my mind. Like, it blows my mind. It's you! Oh, come on, darling. You know you liked it. <laughs> to both, to, yeah, to the wife and the man. And they're like, you know what? I do. <laughs> no, I can't do it. Oh, come on. Janet doesn't need to know. <laughs> right, exactly. The other guy doesn't need to Probably she won't tell her. Cross my heart and hope to, to die. die. <laughs> right, exactly. So that, those, are, those are the moments that really made me cherish this. But at the same time, it's also... Like, you go in, he's like talking exactly like them. Right. And it's like, they start like going down. Like the week comes up. It's like, it's you! <laughs> well, who'd you expect, darling? <laughs> <laughs> who'd you expect, darling? <laughs> Yeah, and see, to me, th- those are the moments that I just, like, absolutely adore, and it just makes, makes me feel at home. Uh, but then there's, there's so also... so random shit, like Meatloaf coming out of the deep freeze. He was just like, motorcycle. Urgh. You're like, oh, all right, who the fuck yeah, is this? But there's, there's just so much in between that I'm like, I'm not really sure what's going on, and that's kind of why it didn't put me over the top on that. But I really enjoyed it, though. Let's, let's say that. It was it was good. I, I appreciate it. I don't, I don't think... Like, I'd watch it again, but I'm not in, like, a rush to go watch it. I'm not Same. like... Next week we're watching it again. You know, Mitchell. you know, you know, it'd be a great film or great to see this as is like on the Broadway. It is on the Broadway. It, well, I figured, I, think, I figured I it would where, be. I think that's where it originally premiered. I could be wrong. I, I mean, but I'm just saying, like that, would, I would go see that in a heartbeat because, like, that would be amazing to see in the at the Broadway. I know that it was in 2016. I mean, I'm sure it's because probably put a damper on it now. The, that's a quote unquote new movie. Right, that came out in 2016. Was a Broadway production. Oh, you're saying okay, makes sense. So. Well, I want to watch that now, but I kind of don't feel like it's going to be the same, because Tim Curry's not, like, the lead, and I think, I, honestly, he's the most memorable part of this movie. <laughs> he is. I guess it really just depends on if he captures that aura. That's really the biggest thing. Well, but. it's, uh, they didn't get a man to do the role this time. It's a woman. Interesting. So I'm kind of like, I don't know if it's, like, going to be the same, because, Yeah, like, it feels, it feels, because uh, she's different. still wearing laundry, and so it's not like she dressed like a dude now. It's like, she's still, like... Right, right, it's the laundry. So it's like, it just feels like it defeats the purpose of the why. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I, I feel like Tim Curry has solidified, it's like... I don't, I'd have to see it, but it feels like the Pennywise thing, where it's like, Bill Skarsgård did good, but it's not going to be nearly as memorable as Tim Curry. <laughs> Makes sense. Like, Tim Curry just has this magical aura about him that anything he touches just turns to fucking gold. Like, exactly. in Clue, he was like one of the best parts, because he was the butler. Uh, in this, he was really good. Pennywise and It is the only memorable part of the miniseries. Like, everything he touches, he's just like the best part of it. <laughs> chef's kiss. They're like, so, we should remake this movie. Like, nah, man, Tim Curry was in that. I <laughs> He did the best he could. Um, so, it's my turn to pick a movie for next week. I, I kinda, am, we haven't even talked about this. Um, well, I did I actually did spoil it for you the other day, but maybe you don't remember. Um, I had you text it to me. So, because like, cause you said you hadn't seen this. It's a Justin Timberlake film. Yes, the singer. It's called In Time. Jada loves Justin Timberlake, so now she's definitely watching this. Just, so, this is one of, like, I, it's probably one of my favorite sci-fi films, or like, sci-fi fantasy films. Uh, it's basically, the whole premise is that your money 
is time, and you have this tattoo on your on your. Oh shit! I left know about arm. this. Yeah, yeah. You have this, you have this tattoo on your left arm that counts down the time, or this biological clock, clock that counts down the time. As you work, you get more time, and it's sort of like a Robin Hood story about getting more time and and, and um, escaping kind of that system. I believe is if I, if I remember correctly. But it's just it's really amazing, and I just surprised more people don't talk about it because it's just like and Justin Timberlake's amazing in this. Like you, you wouldn't expect Justin Timberlake, the singer, to be a great actor, but in this, it just showed me that he can be something like phenomenal. Um, so have you? Are you? I mean, have you heard about this before? I know you said you did a little bit, but um, I, I've heard about it. I remember the concept, like the time on the wrist and shit. I right. don't really know much else. Well, that is exciting, I and mean, you don't got much of a perspective on it, so it'll be interesting <laughs> to to see what your review that is. I'm excited. Awesome. I think it should be good. I think so too. And I, th- I the, the, the lady he stars against, I forgot. I don't remember exactly off the top, but she's really great in it too. Um, well, thank you for joining us as we talked movie news, plunged deep into the film verse with Borat, Lady Bird, and drank from the well of infinite movies while watching Synchronic and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. New episodes come out every Friday, so be sure to follow us and turn on notifications to get updates every time we post. You can stay connected with Bryce Payne on Letterboxd at Payne Reviews, P-A-Y-N-E. And you can stay connected with me, Mitchell Chandler, by following me on Facebook and Instagram at Author Mitchell Chandler, on Twitter at Mitchell Chandler, and on Letterboxd at Mitch Reviews. And Mitch and Mitchell is spelled with a Y, so it'll be M-Y-T-C-H-E-L. That's all for this week, our fellow cinephiles. And until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!